been so long since I've done this. I almost forgot how to do it. I was gonna. I was gonna say, are you sure you're recording? Yeah, okay. I am. I am recording. Welcome everybody to End the Box with Thomas and Walt. We are back from our our our, our pause, our in season pause. Yes, <laughs> the NHL had an in season pause, and so we had an in season pause, mostly because you know holidays, family time, and you know trying trying to schedule recording a a hockey podcast while trying to do family stuff is just very difficult. And then also there's, I mean, literally there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the I, NHL, mean, I mean, I mean, unless we're going to come on here and talk about how the NHL is shut down and the world juniors got canceled because of COVID, but I, I felt so bad for you, man. I, yeah. I just know, I know that's your tournament and you know, it, it's, we, I forget what day it was, but we shared some text and, and for those of you that don't know, Walt, he's just such a positive and good dude. I could tell that there was a little bit, there was a little bit of, of angst and, and I don't want to say anger. That's a little bit too far, but there was definitely a little bit of, Oh, this is BS. Um, yeah. Not anger, frustration. Yeah. I, frustration. yeah. I, anger was definitely not the right word. Frustration. Yeah, is it was, the, it was, yeah. Lots of frustration because I mean, you know, I mean, and and yeah, I get it. You couldn't really plan for the Omicron variant, whatever. But I mean, you know, COVID's still out there, and you know, guys, guys are getting, guys are getting, are getting it everywhere. You know, we just, you know, we, we've seen it in the NHL. The NHL's lost so many games. You know, they had they had the uh, the pause. The entire league shut down for a week yep. because of it. So I I felt like at in that moment when you're seeing what's going on. You know, as the the organizer of World Juniors, they should have taken extra precautions, and and also just because of what their rule was with with uh, with players testing positive, where it's like, okay, well, if your rule is going to be if one player tests positive, the entire team has to forfeit a game, then. You, there's no point in playing plan, plan the tournament from that. Oh, point. I didn't know that that was the case. Then yes, yeah. they shouldn't have even tried. Yeah, because because the U.S. They, when they forfeited their game, they had two play only two players tested positive <laughs> for the U.S. and and I think as a total, there was only maybe five or six players total in a tournament that tested positive before <laughs> and and when when they scrubbed it. Some games did get did did, did games even get played or were they all just pre- yeah, like practice yeah, some, and whatnot? A few games got played. Um, uh, Connor Bernard played enough games to set Canadian records. <laughs> he really, Jesus for, uh, for, yeah, yeah. He's like he he tied Wayne Gretzky for for most goals scored by scored in the game by a Canadian player in the World Juniors. He um that he was on pace to like break all the other records for World Juniors scoring, like period. Owen Power is the first defenseman to score a hat trick in a World Juniors in like almost forty years. So, like, you know, it was and Canada was looking like they were going to be they were going to be the dominant team. The U.S. kind of struggled a little bit out the gates, but they only played one game, and you you couldn't really tell what what they were going to be. The Russians looked good. But I mean, again, they only played, they play what, two games, <laughs> you know? Um, so now what, now the saving grace is they're, they're talking about potentially resuming the tournament in the summer. Well, just to start it, I would resume as a weird, I mean, be- well, I mean, well, they're like, they'll keep like the, the, fi- the games, that games that were played in stats that players already got, they'll keep those 
Okay. Yeah. So I guess like you're just picking up kind of where you left off. Sure. Which okay. I'd be okay with, you know, and yeah. like you kind of bring and which, I mean, I, you know, if you do it in June or July, you can, everybody can bring back the same team. Yeah. Because I mean, you're, nobody's going to be playing on their NHL team because the right. season will be over. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't mind that. I'm looking so then so maybe that that'll be the silver line and I'll get my world junior tournament in the middle of summertime and and then my family can just be annoyed with me then. <laughs> yeah, that, that would definitely be super cool for you. Yeah, I mean I I want I mean you know I I wanted to see Canada in US this, this version this year just because you know the US res, returned a lot of players from the gold medal team last year. Canada had quite a few returning players but also a lot of new players and I feel bad for Owen Power because you know, this, this is his last shot at a world at, at planning world juniors. Sure. He, he didn't play last year because as a freshman at Michigan, um, essentially the feeling was that if he was going to go to world juniors for team Canada, he was going to be like that fifth or sixth or possibly seventh defenseman. Okay. And Michigan didn't want to lose him for two weeks and he was not going to play. Okay. So they, didn't let him go. They cap him. And then this year he gets, you know, he get, he got a chance to go and everybody knew, well, he's a, he's a guy to watch in this tournament. And unfortunately for him, you know, it gets cut short after, you know, he had a great start sort of hat trick, you know, you can't, but you know, it's looking like, um, you know, cocky Canada listen has listened to me so far um, as they're, <laughs> They're 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 gonna they're gonna they're gonna take a, quite a few of the uh, the kids from the World Junior team, and right now it seems like Team USA they're they're listening to me right now, and it's looking like they're gonna they're they're gonna take some uh, some World Junior kids from Team USA to represent cool. US in the Olympics. So uh, so yeah, you know I clearly this show has influence and people listen to us. Right, they're gonna do. do is it gonna be a mix of? Are they going to have some, I assume some, I don't know, Brian Gianta type veterans. I, I, I mean, Gianta's retired. Time. I don't know why that name came to mind, but. Well, cause he was on the last one. So was he? Okay. I was going to say it's, I, I couldn't remember because we did look at that roster the last time we were on and I couldn't remember if he was one of them or not, but you know, that I'm sure they're going to have those kinds of players too. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And, and also, I mean, you gotta, you gotta look at it. Like if you have a, a veteran player like an Eric Stahl, who's sitting, not playing. Yeah, play for Team Canada for two weeks, get the legs going, have a good outing. A team signs you for 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 a stretch run. Still surprised that he hasn't been signed. Uh, I but I I I don't I think that'll last until the Olympics are over for him. I think he'll be back. Okay. So, but Which yeah, maybe was his choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, that was kind of a bummer, but you know, let's move on from the COVID talk for right now. I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll come back up because it just does. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't can't avoid it. Can't escape it. It's part of life now. Yep. Um, one 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 team that I will nah, we'll, we'll we'll pause that. We'll we'll talk okay. about. I'm all over the place here. I haven't done this. Sure. I'm rusty. No, um, that's okay. So we were talking, I brought it up to you because I was just, you know, looking at the standings and, sure. I, and, and I, and I said to you, like, it feels like the Eastern conference race is over. It's yes. just going to be about seating and we're not even 40 games in. And, and then I went and looked and I agreed with your assessment 100%. Because I mean, and you know, Boston, the math is great for Boston right now. 
You know, yeah. they have, you know, they, you got, they got five at Hanover Detroit who sits um, two points behind them for that second wild card. But I mean, that's the five games at Hanover Detroit and the, the wings can't win on the road. Yeah. I mean, they struggle on the road. And it's, they're, it's, they're, they're like the worst, one of the worst teams in the league in a road, but they're one of the best teams at home. Yeah, that's disappointing, to uh, say the least. Um, Columbus, they're sitting, they, they have two at hand over Columbus, but, I mean, you look at points percentage. I mean, Columbus is sitting five back. The Flyers are five back, and they have four at hand over the Flyers, and Philadelphia just feels like a dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those are the bigger things. It's it's more if even if the point percentage wasn't there, or even if the the games in hand for Boston wasn't there, as they are actually up six to three tonight as well yeah. um, against the Capitals. I like the only team that that's down there. You know, like you said, Detroit's. They've always felt like a year away. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. You know, it's. I feel like Columbus. I don't know. There, there is some high end talent there um, with line a coming back and, but it's just, it feels like they're not line back, back in Columbus. Oh yeah. He is back. Yeah. 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 He is back. Yeah. I, and then actually, I think he came back and then got COVID right away, but right, yeah. um, as one does. Yeah, exactly. Philly. I, I just, Philly is such a head scratcher to me. I, I just feel like they have all the talent in the world and, and I know they, they drop, you know, 10 game losing streak or eight game losing streak, whatever it was. And, you know, outside of that, the numbers look much better, but it's just so hard. Right now to they're believe. In the of a five game losing streak right now. I just, I, 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 again, all the talent in the world, it feels like, and they're just bad. Um, I feel like Jersey's probably another year away. The yeah, only team yeah. down there, you get to the Islanders and, you know, it's, there's a little bit of pedigree there. Um, I'm not going to predict that they're going to do it, but if there's one team, they're the really the only team that's down there that I think that could get hot. I mean, they've only played 28 games. Yeah. Love the coach, love the goaltending. Um, they just, they need to get, to get healthy. And then once they get healthy, I, Kyle Palmieri has got to start scoring. I mean, I, I hate, I don't want to put it all on one guy. They, they need everyone to start scoring. But they they gave Palmieri basically what five and a half million, and he's got a goal so far in the air. I mean that's that's one. And I, again, you're right. There's a lot of guys that need to score without a doubt. I mean, and and granted, they've only played 28 games, which I'm looking is the fewest in the league. But even at 20, they've only scored 64 goals. Yeah, it's 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 not good, and it's you know the loss and of Jordan Everly, like 80, which is so, so again, which 80 in in in. Well, let me do this math real fast because I don't want to say that and be wrong because I think I might be wrong. But I mean, eighty and twenty-eight games—that's I mean, two point eight five. That that's not terrible. No, it's just you know, not surprisingly, they're good defensively. But you know, the loss of Jordan Eberle to the draft—I think that he was probably the highest-profile player that might have been selected. Maybe Gene Schwartz was there, but actually, I think that was a trade. So. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's really where it hurts. Was that I think they brought in Palmieri hoping that he'd be able to fill the Everly role, and and he hasn't yet, and and that's kind of what's hurt them. Yeah, and you know, and and conversely, you know, almost like just on the flip side, in, in the West, in the West, the West feels pretty wide open. Yeah, I mean, it's now I Chicago, Seattle, Arizona, 
hey, you not, know, play so. out the season, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your, your lottery teams. But, I mean, you know, Va- Vancouver, they were dead in the water a month ago. They make the coaching change, and, you know, they're, they're the hottest team in the league right now. They are a game above 500. They are 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10. Um, they are they are right. I mean, Los Angeles is the second wildcard team with 39 points. Vancouver seventh in the conference with 35. I mean, that's how close yeah. that wild card is. I minute, you know, and really, I mean, Calgary's at 40 points. They could fall back if you know with a Kings win, although they got a couple of games in hand. So, you know, Cal that that last spot in this Pacific as well as the wild card spots, it's going to, we're going to see some shifting in there. And, and I, I expect Edmonton to, to kind of write the ship, but I, I don't know, two, six and eight, two in their last 10. Yeah. Um, and I saw this said the Oilers and their last 20, I believe it was their last 24 games. They've given up the first, they gave up the first goal in 21 of those games. Jesus. So you're starting behind the eight ball a lot. I- and and then you know recently you know they you know the coach he calls out his goalie yeah and then his goalie comes back and says well I can't score goals what do you want me to do yeah and it's like it's looking bad and and you know we're as the Islanders I feel the Islanders they have they have a little bit of they have a little bit of capital because they just back to back conference finals sure. You know, and they, I mean, arguably they played the Tampa Bay Lightning the hardest of any, that any team has played them yeah. in the last two years, really yeah. for Tampa. Um, and, you know, they, they had a tough, they lost in game seven, one, nothing yeah. in, in Tampa. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you, you can't get much closer than that. So, I mean, they're, they're having a down year. I think, you know, the fan base can kind of go, all right. Yeah. It, it happens, but in Edmonton, I mean, I number one, I mean, I don't missing the playoffs isn't an option there. Yeah, you know, like whereas you, you know, and I even to an extent, I feel like you know, if Dallas misses, it's kind of oh, oh, you're not thrilled, but you can, you're kind of okay with it because you know Tyler Sagan and and Jamie Ben, they're there's they're still recovering from injury. I mean, Tyler Sagan just had hip surgery. Yeah. He's not going to be right for another year. So like he won't, he's not going to be right until October of next, you know, this coming this year. So, sure. you know, he, he's scuffling through some things there. Um, But for Edmonton, I mean, and you, you, you look at it and it's, well, what's the problem in Edmonton? Well, they, they need another defenseman and they need goaltending. Yeah. Which what, I mean, what, what was what was your problem in the off season? Yeah, I was going to say stop. <laughs> stop you heard that one. Upgrade your goaltending, and it's, I mean, it's two nine and two in her last eleven. They're in the midst of 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 this five game losing streak right now, which you know when when it's you're on a losing streak, the best thing for a losing streak is to sit around and think about it for for about a week <laughs> or so and not play. <laughs> well, is. Because I know McDavid was out. Did they play any games without Connor, or did they get shut down before they had to play a game without him? They uh, they they played. Um, I, I know for Toronto, the Toronto game, they didn't have McDavid against Toronto. They did not. Okay, where they lost four to two. It's you know they've you know their their last win was against the Seattle Crack in December eighteenth. Now, granted, they've had they've had a, quite a few uh, postponed games here for. Five, six, seven, eight. 
they're going to have eight postponed games, but you know, they're not going to play again until maybe, maybe Saturday against Ottawa. Maybe, maybe, you know, and they played last Wednesday against in Toronto and they lost four to two. I mean, it's, 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 it's a tough spot right now with, with Oilers because it's, you know, Ken Holland is in a spot right now where it's like, what can you, what can you really do? Because, you know, teams, they're, they're not look they're not going to throw you life preservers. They're going to throw you anchors. You know, they don't want to help you. Well, and, and they, they don't exactly have draft capital to trade to trade either. You know, and Ken Holland did say at the beginning of the season that the Oilers first round pick would be in play this year. But I mean, are you going to trade your first round pick if you're, if you're barely going to make the playoffs? It depends. I I I would almost expect him to be in touch with with Steve Eiserman and and seeing if he can get Thomas Grice. I think that that's. I mean, do you do I think that Thomas Grice can carry them to the Cup Finals? No, but do I think He's that he would be an upgrade over what they have? And that's exactly what they need. And I don't think that that's something that's going to cost an arm and a leg. Um, now, obviously, you know, Eisenman has that Jedi mind trick going when he's when he gets a phone call for a trade. So, you know, I, I wouldn't think that it would be an overkill on it, but I think that that's the call that you have to make. Right. Yeah. I mean, but also here's the other thing, though. They don't have any they're going to have to move something out. They're going to move money out to bring someone in because they don't well, have any, they don't have the cap space. And and yes, you're you're right. And that's. And gonna track whatever <laughs> does any is there any expiring contract? I mean, Steve Eisman, he he has should, yeah, that the Miko Koskinen right the the netminder yeah, goalie yeah yeah trade goalie for goalie. I mean that's four and that's that's four and a half million dollars. Oh, I mean the wings. I, I, I mean here's the here's the, I I forgot. How 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 badly Miko Koskinen robbed them into Oilers? Yeah. It, like I like I it, it's like what is this like I know it's a I know he he it, it's a bad it, it was a bad contract but like you know I just forgot how bad it was until like I look at it and I see he's making more than Alex Nelkovich is. Yeah, I know. Well, believe well, <laughs> I mean we said how many teams wish that they would have known that that was going to be the cost and would have made that deal in a heartbeat. I mean, how many teams would, would have, would have, would have liked to have found out that that's what the hurricanes and wings were talking about and how many teams would have tried to hurry up and swoop in. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. That's my point. And then they would have taken Bernier and signed Bernier and then ship somebody else out. But moral of the story is, yeah, I mean, you might, I, there's trade, Get, get yourself a second round pick and trade expiring goal, expiring goaltender contracts. Why not? Yeah, and 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 here's the other thing though. Um, they they had a game, one of their last game, one of their most recent games, where uh, Darnell Nurse was out of the lineup because of COVID. They looked awful without him. They looked absolutely terrible defensively without him in a lineup. Mm. They're not particularly great defensively as a unit. But it was noticeably terrible. They were noticeably terrible. Well, yeah, I mean. (laughs) And and also Tyson Berry was out, too. So, I mean, 
Oh, well, yeah, duh, then. <laughs> I mean, the, but it was if, noticeably bad. And he, then, like, and, and then on top of that, you know, you have your goalie. You know, I mean, I no goalie is going to walk around with a point nine go, goals against and a, and a 984 save percentage. Like, you know, not going to happen. Yeah, but, right. I mean, sometimes you need your goalie to, to, to help you out with the save every once in a while. And they're not getting it from either goalie. Well, I mean, they're just they're constantly tinkering and it's just not working. I, I mean, think about the, the guys that that should be available to them. And, you know, like you said, so if Tyson Berry was out and then Darnell Nurse was out and, you know, I think that we were we were kind of hoping that Clef Bomb was going to come back and he never did. And, and Chris Russell's still on long term IR. And there's another defenseman. And, yeah. you know, they brought in the corpse of Duncan Keith. And, you know, so now they, they prayed him out there. And, you know, Cody Cece and Slater Cuckoo are, are not guys that you want playing probably 20 minutes a night, but are forced into 100% it. 100% do not want Cody CC playing 20 minutes a night because that and means he's on the ice against other teams' offensive weapons. Right. And Cody CC is never, I, I like Cody, I, I like Cody CC as a player, but like his strength was never a great skater. Yeah. You know, and, and now he's older, got more miles on, got more miles on, on, on those legs. And, you know, here's the funny thing. You don't, you don't all of a sudden become a better skater, (laughs) you know, when, when, when you're in your, in your, in your ninth year in the league. Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. Um, That could be bad. Um, So yeah, it's just a lot of, of, of question marks on the decor. And, you know, I, I almost don't know. Do you, can you really blame who, who, who should deal with the blame when you have a situation like this? Oh, that's, I'm sorry. Somebody just lost their ACL. Yeah. I just saw, yeah, I just saw the replay. Uh, 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 did, did you see that little snap? Did you see the snap? Yeah. Oh, Oh God. Oh no. I think it was, it looked like it may have been, it looked like it, I don't. It looks like his, his Achilles rolled up, but yes. your Achilles is in your heel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so don't so, record during the so national who's, title. Who's the blame for? Well, for, for the fact that, you know, you were, you, you were going to rely on cleft bomb. No, you know, they, they, wasn't Adam Larson, their captain. And then he got, they let him, they left him exposed. Yep. That's the other defenseman I forgot to mention. Well, he I wasn't mean, their captain. He wore an A though. Okay. I, the captain. Oh, that, duh. Um, <laughs> it, you know, you're, you're constantly tinkering, trying to get it better. And it's just not working. You know, the Will Lagerson is now up and playing a lot of minutes and Evan Bouchard's up. And I, <laughs> I mean, they're just, they've, they're, they're in the most disrespectful term possible. They're prating every defenseman that they have out and it's just not working. So, so who do you, who, who's defensive core is worse right now? The Edmonton Oilers current defensive core or the Red Wings defensive core from, from two years ago. Oh, Red Wings defensive core two years ago. I mean, Jonathan Erickson is playing 16 minutes a night. Uh, no, it's yeah. That's gonna go down as one of the. I mean, Alex Biego was Rick, Rick, Rick playing twenty two minutes a night. I mean, that's that'll that'll forever be the. You don't even have to ask. Just know that my answer is gonna be the Red Wings. All right. 
Oh, heard. All right. So from from one team in the West, that's that everyone had high expectations for. To, and they're kind of in your make giving everyone second second thoughts here to a, another team in the West that everyone had high expectations for. And they're they're sort of delivering on it right now. The Colorado Avalanche. They are hotter than hot. They just had a, a just a phenomenal game against Toronto Maple Leafs. Really, um, one of the were, most. They were down four to one. Came back, won it. Came back and won it. Um, Kel McCarr is just. I don't know if you saw the 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 goal he scored in overtime. Again, as it was against Chicago, right? Chicago. Yeah, I did. Um, Miko Rantanen, he's good. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, he's good. Um. You know, Gabriel Laniscog, I don't know if you know this or not, but he's pretty good. Also, he was named the number one star of the week. And he also entered protocol, so he will not be playing today. Um, and there Devontae's is 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 back in the fold, finally healthy. Yes. Uh, I mean Burakowski is is providing him death score. Nazim Kadri is gonna get is playing himself in for, for, for a big pay raise. Yeah, that was the that's the most impressive one. As long as he doesn't melt down in the playoffs this year and get himself suspended for an entire series, like he has the last three years, like literally last three postseasons, he's gotten suspended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and twice in, in Boston. If he if he plays, does not get suspended, his team wins the series. Yeah, you're you were very confident about that in the I think it was wasn't it Boston Toronto one? No, uh the 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 most recent one. Was it the, the yeah, second the one? Recent one? Yeah. He got suspended. He got himself suspended. And I 100% believe Toronto, the Maple Leafs beat the Bruins in that series of Kadri doesn't get, doesn't get himself suspended. And then he was out seven games last year, right? It was a seven gamer. It was, well, it, well, it, yeah, it was. Yeah. That, that feel. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. And, and the year before it was five against Dallas. And they go to game seven and lose a game seven and in the wild game seven. And like, it's like, if Kadri is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, you're right. He makes a difference. And then, you know, yeah. Last year against, uh, against in their series against Vegas, he was suspended. And I mean, I think he, he, he's a difference maker. So as, as long as Kadri kind of keeps his head about him, I think, I, I think, the, the Colorado will go on a deep run. Now you mentioned in, in your notes that you shared with me, you said about Colorado should still be worried. Yes. And I was going to ask you about it, but I decided to, you know, save some material for on air. So. Yeah. And in, so, you know, I'm basing this on a lot of this on kind of the first, um, the first period against, against the Maple Leafs and, and really what happened last year against Vegas, they got knocked out by Vegas in kind of a surprising knockout. And it was because the Vegas four check gave them all sorts of problems and Toronto at stretches had the same thing going where their four check was, and it was early and then Colorado was able to neutralize it and take control. But in the playoffs, the, their freewheeling style, I mean, it's just, it's a different game. And I, I have no problem with, you know, obviously a good offensive team in the playoffs and you can win with that. But I still think that if they get play, start playing a team that is a very good for checking team, 
even though their roster is clearly better than Vegas, I, is there any reason to think that the series would be different? Mm, yeah. I mean, and if they, if they run into a team that can really kind of neutralize them and, 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 you know, keep, keep applying the pressure. Now what, what happened to Toronto was they, it, it almost looked like they ran out of gas and just couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. It was, I mean, you, you know, it, it wasn't Colorado. So, you know, maybe the altitude yep. got to him or something, you know, you know, I mean, they, and, and they're, they're, they were fun to watch. Cause that was, I, I, that was a CBC game and I, and I did watch that and that was a, a really enjoyable hockey game to watch. And Colorado was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, Tate McCarr was minus uh, nine after four games and now he's plus 20. I, I mean, there, there's just talent everywhere. It's just, the question is, I, I do worry a little bit about their depth. Um, you know, Comfer, Yost, Helm, Newhook. Um, nobody really super scary down there in the bottom six, but when the top three are that good, because they really are, I think they're be- they, that top line is the best line in hockey. And I don't really think it's questionable. And I think their their decor is probably the best in hockey, one through seven. Well, but it just they 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 just got a goal by Nicholas uh, Kubel. So, oh, Abe Kubel, the Kubel. yeah, yeah. Abe Kubel, yeah. which was I thought was a good wa- waiver wire pickup. It, it just when you come back with, with, with Logan, Logan O'Connor, Newhook getting the assists. <laughs> oh, so great, right? You just poop right on my secondary score thing. But anyway, I, I think that when you return basically the same team as you did when you get knocked out of the playoffs with you didn't address the overwhelming reason why you got knocked out. Well, I, well so again, the, I think, you know, they didn't there was no Kadri and also there was no Eric Johnson either. And I don't I think that counting on Eric Johnson to be healthy is a dangerous game. He has missed a ton of time in his career. Well, well, he's he 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 is one of only four Avalanche players to play all thirty-one other games this year. Knock on wood. Okay, right, right, and in like like Kadri now, this is this is all good now. But you, what's going to matter is come April and May. Yeah, and is are they is is Johnson healthy and is Kadri keeping his head? It, it, now, if those are both the if those if that's both the case, if Johnson's in the lineup and Kadri keeps his head, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a lot more comfortable with it. But again, just kind of going back to the idea that the blueprint was out on how to beat you. Yeah. Vegas was had a built-in loss in that series. They got shellacked in in game 1. And I, didn't they it didn't it wasn't over in 5? Didn't Vegas win four four straight? No, it was it was 6. Was it 6? Okay. Yeah, cuz so, cuz Colorado they they dominated them game 1 and then you had the close game at, uh, that's what it was. It was three nothing in game two. Yeah, and then and then Vegas made the comeback. Yeah, but Colorado won it four three. Yep, yeah. yep, that's exactly right. Okay, then, thank you. Yeah, yep. it was. I mean, now, but I mean, but here, here's the thing. It's that, that's kind of what the NHL is today, and in, in a cap world, like every team has a weakness. No doubt. It's just a matter of. No I think it just kind of comes down to can your strengths out out outweigh your weaknesses because i mean you, you go you go down a line you go you go up and down the league i mean every the obvious exceptions are you know ottawa and buffalo and arizona like the, the bottom tier teams but i mean everybody you know T- tampa you know the, the lightning you know they 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 have a weakness and you probably 
you know, kind of look at Tampa and go, well, what is your death like? Especially, you know, yeah. a- after losing, you know, you know, you know, Gaudreau and, and Gord and a uh, Blake Holman. Yeah. Uh, now, now on the flip side, Matthew Joseph and Katchuk, you know, they've kind of filled in pretty well for them to this point, but you know, they're not the seasoned vet that those guys were. So right. you're not going to, you're not going to know what's going to go on with those guys, you know? And, you know, I mean, you know, you look, you look, you look at the, the Rangers, they have, they have their, the Rangers weakness is probably death scoring. Um, you know, Toronto kind of the same thing. Maybe, maybe the blue line a bit too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, I just still don't, I, I you know, I, you can, tr- I'm beginning to think that you got to, you, you can put your trust in Jack Campbell, but at the end of the day, I, I just don't, I just don't like that decor. And I know that's, <laughs> I, I don't know what would make me like that decor. You know, it's, if it was different. If it was Colorado's, <laughs> I mean, without saying the obvious, I mean, yeah, I just, I mean, are they, is there even somebody out there that they can go trade and get that would make, you know, kind of blow my mind. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm such a fan and this is, this is the, the captain obvious statement. And I get that make fun of me all you want, but I, I feel like defensively you need the guy, you need the Victor Hedman, you need the, you know, every team that has gone on a run, the one, the one exception, it really feels like, was the 18 nights where at that time Shea Theodore was coming into his own, but, and we didn't know how good he was, you know, Martinez was a younger, but still he wasn't a clear cut. Number one, their system really helped get them there as well as flurry. Right. You know, everyone else, there's all these great defensemen all the way through their lineup or have that guy that if you need to go 27 minutes to shut down the other team or play offense and, and, and keep the puck away, they can do that. And I just don't think Toronto's got that guy. And that's that's tough, especially when you don't have the all world goalie in Vasilevsky or somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> And and also for Toronto, it's just because you you look at, I mean, right right now as it stands right now, Toronto, you're in. If the playoffs were to start today, it'd be Tampa and Toronto in the first round. And to your point, Tampa, they they have Victor Hedman. You know, Toronto, who's that marquee defenseman? Right. And even if you know things were to flip around, you, you get Florida. Well, you get Ekblad. Right. Right. And, and you and you get four lines that are scoring. I mean, that is a balanced team. There, there, there isn't a huge weakness with Florida. There, there's a, there's another team where you know you mentioned about how everybody, it, it, most teams don't you know look like that they they don't have a weakness or they or most teams look like they have a weakness. Florida when when because Bob's kind of playing well. Yeah. That and that's that would have been the concern with it, you know, if did they have to go with Spencer Knight. Well, what I mean, what's the ref lag on Bobrovsky? Plays well in regular season, playoff time, yeah, kind of poops a little bit. So, I mean, we'll although we'll see, does it make you feel better? I'm just looking at this. Does it make you feel better about the Red Wings when you see that Florida's 18 and three at home and five, four, and five on the road? Oh, yeah. I mean, when did yeah. when did Sunrise become the impossible place to play? Well, you know, when people start going to games. Remember that hockey team there? Yeah, I guess so. And a good one at that. 
Uh, also, real quick, Florida Panthers. How about Anthony DeClaire? 14 goals on a season for him. 14 goals, 25 points for DeClaire. You know, the guy who bet on himself and negotiated yeah, his contract for himself. A I mean, that's... Deal with Florida two like in two off seasons ago, parlays that into a, into a pretty a pretty good deal now with the Panthers. Yeah, that's what I never under I never understood why he had to fight so hard to get. I mean, he was in twenty goals. He, I mean, you could count on him for twenty. Yeah, and yet nobody seemed to want to give him any sort of lengthy deal. Yeah, he, he negotiated. Yeah, he turned his his one year deal with Florida into a, a three year, three million dollar per, which still feels like a steal for for a guy who can score like that. Yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, that's good on him. Um, but again, I think for him, I, there might have been a little bit of can I settle somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> can I? I mean, if they're gonna they're gonna let me settle down here a little bit and play with like I mean, he's been on lines with Huberto, Barkoff. He's played a little bit with Thornton. Yeah, he's played. Um, I feel like he's played with every every single center. Yeah. So uh, since he's been there, he's probably a little bit of that going on with him right now. So I again, that's that's one of those situations that. It's the kind of contract and the kind of player you need to be successful, and that's exactly what they have with him. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, just just something I just want to point out there. Shout out, and you know, we we both know my my love and affinity of of one Anthony Declare. Yep. Um. See, also a little bit of history this week. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury becomes the first goalie to beat every single team in the NHL. Yeah, all thirty two. Yep, that's. Kind of cool. It's like, it is well, kind of like, cool. All right. It was uh, when uh, Brady played the Patriots with first year, or second was it this year or last year, and he became a quarterback, the one of the few quarterbacks to beat every team. That was cool. And now that there's an answer and the hockey equivalent, and it's a hell of a good story there too. Yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark Andre Fleury. He, um, yeah, I mean, I feel first ballot Hall of Famer probably. I wouldn't. One, <laughs> I would absolutely believe it. Um, and and I I wonder, and that's it, another thing. You know, Chicago they got nothing to play. They, they they're not they're not going anywhere. Um, could could I mean could Flurry? It now I don't. There there you'd probably have to get some sort of cap retention though. But could Flurry be a potential answer for Edmonton in that? <sighs> So I, and again, I think I asked this once before I given his, um, what, what word do I want to use reservations or delay about joining, um, Chicago, would you have some concern about trading for him? I mean, I, I mean, I get, you talk to him, but that's, and, and I guess that, that that's where that's kind of my, my question is, can you talk? I mean, let, let's just say that the wings wanted to trade for him. Could Steve Eisman actually physically, I mean, that's, I mean, he's got to do it. Steve Eisman can do, can, that's a bad example. Cause I'm convinced Steve Eisman can get whatever he wants from anyone. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so let's say Mark Bergevin was still the GM of the, 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 uh, uh, flames or of the Canadians flames of the Canadians. Could he call and they wanted to bring him in? And again, that's not a good example because they have carry price. So they're not going to do it. But if they were to, can you, or I mean, do you, can you actually physically talk to the guy? Cause sure. You can talk to the agent and the agent's going to say, Oh, my, my guy, my guy would love to play for your team. But does, does the, would he really do that? 
I think I think it would be it would be a conversation, kind of like hey, and like the I think the Blackhawks would go to him and say, hey, this is what we're looking at. If you don't want to do it, because you know Mark, you know Flurry, he he's he's one of those players that you know he he's not some he's not a third year player, right? True. With with no with 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 no stroke in the league, you know this this is a a veteran who you know again first ballot Hall of Famer when the time comes for him for sure. So I, I think, you know, you just kind of extend that courtesy to him. Like, hey, this is what we're looking at. This is what we got offered. Um, this is what we're thinking about doing. If you're okay with it, we'll sign off. If you're not, then, you know, we'll figure something else out. Because literally every broadcast and every time he's brought up on a broadcast, it's followed by who's one of the nicest players in the NHL, the most beloved players. man. I mean, it is brought up. I don't even I don't remember how they got to talking about him during the ducks game. And Ken, Ken Daniels was even like Mark Andre Fleury, widely known as just one of the league's best guys. Yeah. I mean, you just, you, you mentioned his name and you mentioned how good he is. I just, I just had a brain fart. Sorry. Here, while you're, while your brain's farting, I, I, I want to throw one more thing out here. Just while we were talking about the East and how it, it feels like it's over. The of the eight teams that are currently in, the least goal differential is Boston, who's plus eleven. Of the eight teams that are out, the best goal differential is Columbus at minus twelve. That's why. That's those are the numbers. The goal differential. Yeah. Wow. Nobody's nobody is in single digits above that's in, and nobody's in single digits below that's out. And I think that's a key stat. I think goal differential is a very key stat. And the the wide berth between the top eight and the bottom eight, it's another reason why it kind of feels over, except for the positioning, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's what I it's I mean, unless somebody just has a, a historic collapse. Yep. You know, which I which I mean of of the eight teams. I mean, I, I mean I mean here's the and put you Pittsburgh. This is a team we have we haven't really talked a lot about Pittsburgh this year. Sidney Crosby is having an unbelievable year. Uh, Brandon Russ is all of a sudden Mario Lemieux, I guess. I, <laughs> and, I, and, I mean, I mean, I mean, granted, granted, he's got, he's got a little bit of that Crosby dust on him. Sure. Jake Gunsel has eight, he has eighteen goals this year. Chris Letang is on the fountain of youth. Tristan Jari remembered how to goaltend properly. And, and oh yeah, also they're they're doing it without Malkin, who is questionable for tomorrow. So I mean, you, you just feel like well, Pittsburgh, they're just gonna get better once Malkin comes back. Now you would think. Now I mean, Evan Rodriguez has fifteen goals and thirty points. Yeah. Raise your hand if you penciled in Evan Rodriguez to be to to be a to be a, a twenty goal scorer. Well, it's just so it's just so rare that somebody would leave Buffalo and then have success. <laughs> yeah, right? Get that Buffalo stink off of you. I, I mean, it's just so it's just so surprising. <laughs> but I, I mean, there's a guy again, whether it's system or wing or just hey, we can win now. Let's play. It's it's that's not surprising to me. I, I mean, it's I, I'm sorry, it, it, it's surprising to me that that you know, the player that's doing it, but it's not surprising to me that somebody would have success after getting the hell out of the Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, Sidney Crosby, 24 points in 22 games for Crosby. 
that's that's almost the more shocking thing is that what they Crosby's missed 10 or 12 games and and you know no Malkin like you said and they still have been that good yeah that's really the I mean it's not like Crosby's played every game they've played a third of their season their games without Crosby too and been that good and they're gonna play yeah and they're looking at almost half the season without without Malkin and then Rodriguez wasn't he he was a high pick though wasn't he Mm, no, because he he actually played with Eichel in college. He, that was why Buffalo took him was that they thought that he was going to be he might not even been drafted. So no, never mind. Undrafted, yeah, undrafted. Wow, what a steal! What a steal! Yeah, yeah. And, hmm. Buffalo, get right. <laughs> Leave Buffalo. Everything, everything will get better. That's true. Yeah, you. Go play with Sidney Crosby and, you know, be a 20 goal guy in the NHL, you know, 15 goals, 15 assists for Ever Rodriguez. Like it. speaking, speaking of, of Buffalo, uh, Quinn, which Quinn name that Quinn, uh, as Jack Quinn is playing, making his NHL deb- debut tomorrow, but it's tomorrow. Okay. As they take on the lightning. So the eighth pick in the 2020 draft will play his first game as a pro. Potentially. Yeah, right. True. true now will not necessarily be true in five minutes. That's fair. As on our last show was demonstrated when um, we we came on and said, yeah, there's two games tonight. And then 10 minutes into the show, there was only one. That's exactly what happened. That's correct. Very much correct. All right. So I want to, I kind of, I want to, want to end here on the Detroit Red Wings on the local, on the local guys, uh, the Red Wings, you know, just a, a mixed bag since the, since the last time we were on. I'm trying to remember. Did oh well, this I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've been on. So just just this past week was a mixed bag where yeah. they pretty thoroughly did they they kind of pretty thoroughly dominated San Jose at home. Yeah. All right. So yeah, our our, our last show, they the games that just got canceled, and you know they they just beat the Devils. And they they had a tough loss against the Hurricanes, and but then you know since then you know they 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 lost to the they lost to the Capitals, got absolutely hammered by the Bruins, and then beat the crap out of the Sharks. Yeah, and then L.A. happened. Yeah, at, at the, the 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 Bitcoin Arena. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm shocked that Staples lost that that sponsorship. No, 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 I'm sorry, Crypto.com Arena, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And I still, I, <laughs> you know, at one point in the game against against the Kings on Saturday night, the first period shots were twenty seven to two. You're not going to win a lot of games in favor of LA in case I didn't make that clear. What you remember the game against the stars. didn't they play the game against the stars last year where the shots were 33. They led one, nothing. They led one, nothing. Yes. That was the most unbelievable thing in the world. And and, and Dallas overtime away. Cause it it really looked like the wings were going to win that game. Get it out shot 50 to 14. Like, yeah. (laughs) The the funny thing is the wings actually played them even or better in the third and shots. And that's when Dallas came back. Like yeah, it's you know that 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 was one of those games where if Dallas would have lost that one, got zero points out of when they missed the playoffs. That's the game you look at and ju- it just haunts your dreams. Sure is. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, and here's like so I I I was able to actually watch that game, and um I was able to watch quite a bit of it, and you know, they 
I mean, obvious. Here's here's the here's the obvious. They didn't touch the puck. Yeah, it felt like they didn't touch the puck at all in the first period. Which I mean, only two shots on that. So clearly, you know, the, it's more the the, the twenty seven against. Yeah, like the what's more telling is to to give up twenty seven shots. To me, that's I, in a period. Are you kidding me? That's a game's worth. <laughs> yeah, like the the Wings average, I think, like twenty nine shots a game. They give up twenty seven in a period. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, the highlight there was, you know, after you know the Kings, they took a, they they went up two nothing on them, uh, off of Judaudi going off the ensuing draw. You know, the captain steps up. Um, and got into a fight with Philip Deneau, which I, 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 I enjoy. I love that. I love that Dylan Larkin has that fight and we'll go and we'll handle his business. But dude, <laughs> was it, was it not? A, I did not watch the game. I watched the Sharks game, watched the Ducks game. I did not see the Kings game. And again, frankly, it turns out that that was probably the best thing in the world. Yeah. Was it, was it, was he, was he, is he an ugly fighter? Well, no, I mean, no, it, he he was fine. He handled himself. It started out rough, but he he was fine. But it's just one of those things where it's just like, ah, uh, let 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 Smith handle it. <laughs> I mean, he, he's fighting once a game, so you might as well. Let, let, let let's let Smith go out there and do it. But you know, again, the captain trying to get the team going, trying to rally the troops, and I one hundred percent appreciate that, and I respect the hell out of him for it. Sure. Um, you know, they, they end up losing four nothing um to the Kings. And then they go to Anaheim Sunday night. The game that was supposed to be played Friday got postponed because of COVID reasons, moved to Sunday night. And 24 hours, what a difference 24 hours makes because that was the team that played in LA thankfully stayed in LA. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't go to Anaheim. Yeah. Because that was a much different hockey team. No, they lose in a shootout. Um, four to three, but again, it felt like they were the better team. Much better game, much better team. I mean, and yeah, and you're playing against a much better team, and and, and the Ducks. You know, the, the the Ducks are a better are a much better team than LA Kings. Um, you, also, you, you we we got we got to see you know the the top three rookies right now in the NHL. I think you're 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 called your three. I mean, hell, you're three. You're you're caller finalists. I, I mean, as yeah, a, more like let me your caller finalists this year playing against each other. Um, sure. Zegers got a goal. Cider and Raymond each got an assist. You know, and you know, and and and, and Zegers scored. He scored in a shootout there. Um, to to give to give the Ducks the uh the the win in a shootout, but. The big bummer there was the the double goal. Well, no, one was a crossbar. In overtime, they had a crossbar to goal post, and they had Ricard Raquel uh, pinned out there for over, what was it, over three minutes, I think, was the end of the shift. They said 3.30, I think, Ken Daniels said when he was coming off. So that, that was the only disappointing part is that they couldn't finish it off there and had to go to the shootout where they were they were unsuccessful there. Yeah, and and Jelani G- Smith, he you know he only likes to play about two minutes a game, I guess lately, because <laughs> he got he got his second game misconduct in two game in three games. 
<laughs> well, he, he's doing what I think he's, he's doing what he feels like he's probably got to do to stay, to keep a roster spot on the team. Yeah. And he's, you know, it's, he, he, you know, I, I, I always kind of joke like Giovanni Smith has that real fuck around to find out energy about him. Yeah. And it's, you know, and he's not, and he's not afraid to, and he's not one of the, he's not a fake tough guy, right? He's not going and picking on, picking on the guys trying to fight the guys who are smaller than him, who he could, who he could handle. He's going yeah. after the big guys. He's going after yeah. the tough guys. Yeah. I think tough guys. What was it? Ludenstrom or whoever that was, they got him. Um, he was tied up with him all night and that's a third line center and a big boy um, out there in, in Anaheim last night. And uh, again, it's, you know, this, this team is perfectly 16, 16 and three, uh, 16, 16 and four. Yeah. And when I, what, what I mean by that is, is that it's, they are a 500 team. This is, I don't think that they are much better than that. They shouldn't be much worse than that. Right. I mean, gonna, I think they're going to hover right around kind of like the, the, the four seventy five hundred area. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe sneak over, maybe sneak a game or two over 500 at some point. Yep. And, and, you know, it's the big thing is, is I, you know, obviously I, you feel like with with the success of of Raymond and Insider, you hope uh, it's a it's a dangerous thing to hope, but you hope that that Edmondson is the, is going to be the next rookie to step up. Yeah, and then you know you have a core of of Edmondson, Heronic, and and Insider as three really good defensemen. Maybe assign one more, and that's going to make up your your back end with with you know Stahl and Osterly and, and Lindstrom and all those guys back there too, but. You know, watching the, you know, watching the, the, the game, the Washington or the Toronto game against Colorado, and you just, you realize how important superstar power is up front. Yeah. Is it going to be Raymond? I hope can, is, 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 I mean, and here's the thing, you you feel like Dylan Larkin. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's he's made that step. He's make he's made that step this year to this point in the season. But is, is he? Are either of those two guys, Aho or Panarin or Ovechkin or Crosby? And and what I mean by that, and obviously you know what I'm saying is just yeah, you know right. both off. You know, I'm picking the number one center or the number one winger on each of those on each of the playoff teams in the I, East. I, I feel like I feel I feel like Lucas Raymond is he's he's. Yeah, I feel like Lucas Lucas Raymond is going to be there. If, and, and and I feel like I here's the, I my feeling about Dylan Larkin since since day one. My feeling about Dylan Larkin is I always felt that if I don't want I don't want Dylan Larkin, he can't be Sidney Crosby. He can't be Connor McDavid. He can't be right sure. because because those guys those Connor McDavid was not born on this planet. He learned right. how to, he learned how to play hockey on like some, some undiscovered in some other multiverse, you know, and then he came here and he's just very good YouTube multiverse. <laughs> very good YouTube multiverse. But Dylan Larkin, a player that I've always, I felt that Dylan Larkin could be and a realistic player. Dylan Larkin could be. And I think he has the tool set and I think he, is even a little bit better than that player because he has the speed is Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. 
And I feel like I, uh, I mean, if you look at Bergeron and Larkin, their game, they, their game is very similar to one another. And like I said, the difference between Larkin and Bergeron is Larkin has a speed factor going for him. And if you're, if you're fast, you can, you can create room for yourself when you're fast. And now that, you know, he has the, a wing, a winger who who's actually going to try hard every shift, right? Oh, oh I, I was queuing you up for your for your math of this. Well, you did you you you. I mean, I I you know he, he sucks. Yeah, there, um, there it is. Right, there it is. I, I just clearly. Did, have you heard anything about his injury? I have not. Anything? Okay. I I, I there was supposed to be an update today. I guess bless you, and I nothing came across on what was said or if anything was said or anything like that. So. Because if the Red Wings are going to win any games, for them to be successful, I mean, they need Dylan Larkin like a human needs oxygen. <laughs> I mean, so they just... I'm, look, I'm looking right now. Right now, he's just listed as day-to-day. Okay. That's so he, that's he good. Could, and again, he, he could very well play tomorrow night in San Jose. But, you know, I, I, you know, not expecting have, this team to make a run, but I do want as much Larkin, Bertuzzi, and Raymond to prove that they, again, they're not going to be Pasternak, um, but Marshawn and Bergeron, but if they can be that light and you can get a more consistent second line, right. You can be a good team, but again, and, there's, and, and I think, you know, and you know, for the most part over the last, I feel like 20 games, Suter and uh, Fabry and whoever else they've been, they've been plugging on that wing with them. Yeah. Whether it be Zadina or I think Ernie spent some time with them for a little bit. Nemesnikov has been up there with them. I mean, you know, Fabry nine goals, fifteen points. Suter eight goals, eighteen points. You know, they're they're providing that secondary scoring, not 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 as not as often as you as you like. But again, you know, for this team, for what they're doing, I think that they have the ability and, you know, Dylan Larkin, because, you know, Lucas Raymond is a threat. Tyler Bertuzzi, he's a threat. All of a sudden you can't key on on Dylan Larkin. Right. You can't just key on up, key in on him. So Larkin's going to have room. He's going to have space to, 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 to work around and, and get scoring chances. And then, and then on the flip side with, with that first line being as good as they are, that takes that's going to take some pressure off of Suter and Fabry and whoever to, whoever's on the opposite wing with them on a the second line. You know, it's going to take a little bit of pressure off of them, and that's going to give those guys some a little bit more open space. What 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 I really want is for for Jacob Verana to come back, and I know he's not going to be have fourteen goals in thirteen games or whatever he had at the end of last year, but you never know, <laughs> right? True, you never know. But Zanina has not. You know, he was healthy scratched and that's disappointing. And, and, and then he, he definitely missed on a back check that, that gave up that allowed for Anaheim to score the third goal that they scored yesterday. And that was, again, you know, you don't, how many forwards miss back checks? You know, it just shows up when it, when it ends up in your net and every time it ends up in your net, oh, you can look at a forward that didn't help out. So, I mean, I, I hate to kill a guy from, for one play when it ended up in, but you know, it is what it is. And he, he, he's fifth on the teams and shot and shots on that. I mean, it's he, right. He should, and, I, and and I've always felt the efforts there. I've and, always and, felt watching him, the efforts there. Yeah. And in fact, I mean, Fabry has six more shots than he does. Fabry's number two, obviously Larkin's leading the pack, leading the team in shots with 90 Fabry's <laughs> number two at 79. But I mean, it's, He's not afraid. He's he's not scoring because he's afraid. 
Right. It's he's again, I, I just I you you kind of hope that that he could find something. Him and him and Rasmussen, those are kind of the two, you know, when they when their contracts expire, it'll be very interesting to see what Steve Eisman decides to do with them. I, I feel like Rasmussen has kind of found his role. Yeah, I has finally found his role on in, in the NHL. I think for, for Zadina, who a guy who was was a high pick, but also was known as a scorer, you know, his whole career, like that's his thing. You know, come coming into the draft, he's a goal scorer. Everyone yeah. had him as a he he can rip the shot, he can rip the puck, he can shoot, he's a goal scorer. And I think it's harder for for a player like like that that has that mentality to 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 adjust whereas michael rasmussen i mean he wasn't i mean he scored in junior but you know he wasn't he was never like an elite goal scorer in junior right. he he did the other stuff he he, right. you know, he he got he went to the front of net he worked in the corners he, he you know he he battled for bucks in a defensive zone so he was kind of used to used to playing that way and you know not so it's easier transition for him to kind of like be okay with not being a focal point not being a goal guy but he can do other things and I think for Zadina it's it's just harder for him and I kind of felt this way about Zadina a little bit last year and I and I feel more like he feels like a player that he needs a fresh start you know where the pressure almost like Sam Bennett right in Florida right now, because in Calgary, he was looked at, he was the highest draft pick ever in the franchise history in Calgary. And everyone had such high expectations for him. And he just, it just never happened for him. He gets tripped to Florida. I mean, look right now in Florida, he's he's having an awesome year in Florida right now. Yeah. But, but also because he's kind of sheltered a little bit, he's not, he's not on the top line and no one's expecting him to be the fourth overall pick. Yeah, you know they're not expecting him to play like a four a four overall pick. Well, that that's 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 disappointing. I mean, I, I'd love for it to be here, but I I understand your point. It's it's kind of it's kind of valid. It's you know it what I what I was kind of getting at and didn't do the greatest job of it is it was just you know it'd be you're right. Rasmussen has found a role, but to have if if Zadina doesn't work out and Rasmussen ends up his role ends up being kind of a a banger, a third line banger who went ninth overall. I don't want to say that's wasted picks because I mean, but it, it it hurts. Although I mean, I guess that's why we have Steve Eisman and not Ken Holland here anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing Steve Eisman said this is a long time ago um, when he was when he was still with, when he was with Tampa. Well, no, I guess not a long time ago. He's only been in Detroit two years, but but right. um, early on in his senior in Tampa, he said that you know he was asked about you know players that that don't work out that you draft in and go elsewhere to have success. And he said, he's like, look, he's like, that doesn't mean that like, just because of, you know, you draft a player, they don't have success with you. You know, that doesn't mean they're a bad pick or you made a bad pick. If they go elsewhere and they have success. It means it was a good pick. You were right. Your instincts were right. It just didn't work out for them here for whatever reason. And sure. it got, and a lot of times it is, it's just a fresh start. You know, some, yeah. sometimes you just need a fresh start. You need to go somewhere else where nobody knows who you are, you know, <laughs> and, and you can, you can have more success because I, because I feel like if, even if Philip Zadina next year, you know, he stays here in Detroit and, 
and he plays another five years here in Detroit and he scores 20 to 25 goals every year, I feel like people are still going to look at him as a bust because he's not scoring 30. I think that team success helps determine that too, though. If he's scoring 25 goals on a team that's making conference finals runs, I do think that people will be like, you know, they may always want a little bit more, but I think that the, 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 it'll be, it'll step back a little bit. People will walk it back a little bit where what, what I just kind of want to add to that is, you know, it's also, it's going to be interesting to see kind of that draft year in particular where what the rookie year was the short year, his, their second year was the bubble year and the third year was um, no. So the, his rookie year was the season that ended short. And then the second year was the fifth. Yeah. Well, 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 second well, it was a 2018 draft. <laughs> but he, and he didn't make the team in 18. So his first year would have been 19, 20. It was 19, 20. Yeah. So 1920, you get 71 games, but then you go from March until what January without playing because they didn't, the wings didn't play in the bubble. So he loses nine months of kind of, I don't want to say you lose nine months of development, but you kind of did with the COVID shutdown and then the wings not making the bubble. And then you're playing 56 games in a, in a sterile and a fanless environment, which you, you know, we were talking before, you can't even watch these games that, you know, these Canadian games that only have a couple thousand fans now. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be interesting to see how this draft ends up unfolding because a lot of their growth was kind of stunted based on the, on circumstance. And you, you look at the top 10 in that draft. That that was Rasmus Dalene draft. Now he's struggled a bit, but I mean, at this point you kind of feel like it's, it's because it's Buffalo. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it feels like it's Buffalo, right? It's because yes. it's Buffalo. Yes, um, and I agree. Andres Svetikov, he's been good for Carolina. He has been good for Carolina. Cockney Emmy, he got offers. You know, he was struggling to crack the Santa lineup in Montreal, and then Carolina offer sheeted him. So now he's in Carolina. You know, he's still not lighting the world up, but you know, no, he's he's playing third and fourth line minutes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Brady Kachuk, well, he's the captain of the Ottawa Senators, yeah. and he's. Been pretty good. He went fourth. Uh, Barrett Hayton, he went five to Arizona. I mean, but it's the Coyotes. Right. You know, Denza Dina at six, who a lot, who everyone thought was going to, was not going to be there. I mean, right. Remember, you know, Wings, Pigs, Zadina, it was kind of like, well, this guy fell to us. You got, yeah. you got to take a goal scorer. Uh, Quinn Hughes went seventh. That's going to be the one that we're going to, we're that there, there could be some ruin. Well, Ruin yeah. the day. And you know, but, but but again, like he went through his own growing pains too, and now and now all of a sudden he's resurged. He's he had a resurgence. He's had a resurgence since Bruce Boudreaux's taken over. Yeah, so that's true. Take that as what you will. Um, Adam Boquist, he was, but uh, went eight to Chicago. He was an integral part of the Seth Jones trade to Columbus. Yep. You know the story still got to be written about written on him. The Rangers took Vitaly Kravtsov at nine. He can't crack the Rangers lineup. He wants out of the yep. organization like he's threatening to go back to Russia and then Evan Bouchard number 10 at Edmonton another defenseman who you know up and down yeah you know, we still don't really know so that I mean it's it, it's going to be interesting to watch that class as it kind of come comes along given the 
the uncertainty of, of the world when they were kind of in their formative years, you know, uh, the only two, you know, Quinn Hugh, I mean, there's a lot of definite NHLers there, but in terms of superstar power, I mean, Hughes and, and Kachuk and who was, who was second? Sveshnikov. Yeah. Hugh, okay. Hughes, Kachuk and Sveshnikov, three out of the top 10. You feel real good about having real long careers. The rest of them, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for them. I mean, well, well, I mean, the rest of them, I mean, number three pick isn't on this team anymore. You know, the number eight pick isn't on the team anymore. The number nine pick doesn't, is, isn't even trying to get off of America. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Barrett Hayden, if, you know, Kyler's were to trade him tomorrow, he wouldn't, he, he, he got her so quick. He'd forget to pack a bag, but yeah, I, I, I stand by my state. I'm, I'm, I'm stand by my statement and proud of that take that I, I think that there's going to be that draft. It's not going to end up being, everybody's not going to end up being a bust, but it, it's going to be, end up being very tough for that group given what they had to go through just to get started. Yeah. And then, you know, Oliver Washroom 11 and Noah Dobson 12, you know, those Joe, Fabry, he went 14. I mean, he's, he's been good, but also he's kind of, he's hit the wall. He's, he's been kind of up and down a little, you know, as far as production wise with the flyers. Who I, I missed the name. Who did you? Joel Faraby. Yeah. Yeah. I, he'd be a little bit more consistent than a lot of the picks in front of him, but still hasn't been, you know, mainstay by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, He's still young, you know? <laughs> right. And that's, that's the crazy thing is that all these guys that we're talking about are 21, 21 22, 22. Like, right. I, I mean, give them, give them a minute here. <laughs> so we, 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 we'll, we'll see where it goes, where it goes around. I mean, I will, I, I hope here's the, I hope Philip Zadina has a, has a long successful career here in Detroit. Yes. You no, know, because that's, that's what you want. But of course, you know, on, on the flip side, again, I just, you know, I sometimes you just need to go elsewhere. Yes. And, and kind of find your stride elsewhere. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what that, what, what ends up happening with him. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, the wings coming up, they got, they're in San Jose tomorrow night. I'm pretty sure the Sharks are going to be pretty sour um, about the 6 2 drubbing they, they got from the wings a week ago. And then, you know, they're home for Winnipeg, Winnipeg Thursday, and then uh, the Buffalo Sabres Saturday night. You almost have another 1-1-1 one, one, and one week coming up, don't you? Yeah, home and home against Buffalo. They're, Buffalo's here Saturday, and they travel to Buffalo Monday. Nice. be nice if, I, if they can go to one and one in that stretch. It'd be, be good. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, and you know, what, San, San Jose—they're—they're they're in the mix in the playoff hunt right now. The Winnipeg Jets—they're—they're they're in the mix too. They, you know, they—they—they sort of found her, found her way a little bit now since the coaching change. You know, Kyle Connor again, just scoring goals, and but he plays in Winnipeg, so no one talks about it. No one knows. It's nineteen goals. Why is 15? Even well, you 13 and yeah, Shively has nine. You were, you were big on Dubois 
thinking that it was it was just injury and that once uh once things kind of settled down a little bit that he would take off and, and, or this year he'd be, he'd be much better this year. And you were definitely looking like you were going to be correct on that. He's making me look smart. He really, he really is. He's been very, very good for them. Yeah. I, I love when players make me look like I know what the hell I'm talking about. There's no better feeling. Is there? I yeah. mean, seriously, there's just no better feeling out there. Except for if you, when you say something, then it make you look like an idiot. Like, well, okay. Okay. Well, you know, well, don't worry about that. It's too much. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Oh, well, uh, I, I kind of feel like we should talk, talk about the Evander Kane stuff before we go, but I kind of don't want to. Okay. Well, I mean, it's I mean, j- just, just because like it's, there's still so much more that can come of this. You right. Know? I, mean, I mean, so, so if in case you don't know, Vander Kane, um, the San Jose Sharks, they filed a motion that they, they released a Vander Kane over the weekend with the intentions of terminating his contract. Now they, the reasoning is because it's, um, he, there, the claim is, I have to say this claim because it's legal, it's a legal process and, you know, this is how everything's worded, but the claim is by the Sharks that Evander Kane, he tested positive for COVID um, last month, and he traveled to Vancouver before his mandated, his league-mandated 10, uh, 10-day quarantine was up. And then he, he, tra- he was supposed to report back to the... Uh, the Barracuda, the Sharks AHL affiliate on December 31st. He didn't come back into January 6th. Um, now, this is being disputed by Vander Kane and his lawyers and his agent. Um, the hell did he go to Vancouver for? He- well, well, he was going home. He's oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he's from Vancouver. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's want to go to Canucks game, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm like, you're not with the Sharks. What's what's going on in Vancouver? Okay, no, no, he that, he 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 was going home. He's 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 from BC. Um, so so now this would be now the argument from the Sharks part is this would be Kane's second uh COVID protocol violation. He was suspended for the first 21 games of the season because it came out that he acquired a fake va- vaccine passport and he was suspended for 21 games for that. So this would be his second violation. And so the sharks are moving to terminate his contract, making him a uh, unrestricted free agent. He can sign any, he, so he would be eligible to go anywhere he wanted. Um, his, his suspension is up. He has, Played a, a a couple ga- a couple games with the Sharks. <coughs> Excuse me, HL affiliate. No. Um, now it's been disputed. <coughs> oh man, sorry. The NHLPA they're filing grievance on behalf of Vander Kane. Um, to not so so the Sharks can't terminate his contract. Whole bunch of legal stuff, you know. I. <laughs> Yeah, leave it there. I mean, that's we. I mean, that's because that's exactly where it is. He's he's not still with the Barracuda now, right? No, no, he's. I mean, he's not. I. He's not a part of the Sharks organization anymore. I mean, yeah. now, now, even now, if the the feeling is that it'll the the Sharks and the NHL, be, there'll be some sort of a settlement 
because the sharks don't want to lose, don't want to lose, lose the grievance and then still have, still owe Evander Kane all of his money. And Evander Kane doesn't want to risk losing the grievance and then losing everything. Sure. So it's believed that though, that both sides will come to some sort of a settlement. And Give me two million to not play for you. Which, which, um, which then will give Evander Kane the the uh, the ability to sign anywhere else. And a lot of people say, "Well, who's going to touch him?" Like, <laughs> trust me, a lot of teams will take will take Evander Kane tomorrow because um, he can score. And also, like, oh, now he doesn't come with a huge price tag anymore. Um, who was taking Antonio Brown until Tampa took Antonio Brown? Well, yeah. Right. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. No. Well, who's going to take it? Well, then the team you find out like, oh, this team like some, yeah. somebody will take a Vander Kane. He's he's too he's too talented. Yep. You know? I mean, no, no you're right. Hundred you percent know? right. You know, he's a guy who can score. I mean, off off ice issues aside. I mean, there, I, get- there's there there there's at least ten teams who are. Who are who are watching us very closely? Yes, there will. Right, there will. There's going to be. He will get a no risk one year being rest of this season. One year rest of the season contract for a million dollars, or the league minimum, whatever it's got to be. Somebody's going to take that chance. Oh yeah, because that's what happens. Yeah, he'll he'll be in Tampa and win the Stanley Cup again. <laughs> he'll provide them the depth scoring that they don't have, oh, and he'll end up in Tampa, and they're going to three peat. Oh my God! I don't don't do that. I mean, that's that. It's oh God! What if that's the case? That'd be bad. That'd not be good. Uh, and like Tampa is like the perfect team too for him to go to. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's, it's 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 a veteran team, right? And they're not going to put up with this. They're not going to. He's not going to get away with 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 the shenanigans. No, like he like he has been. Right. You know, when when he first got to San Jose, you had a lot of veterans on that team. And, you know, and Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe, they kept him in check. Once Thornton and Marlowe were gone, Van Kane was up to his old tricks again. Yeah. You know, he's up to his old stuff again. So, yeah, Tampa would actually be a. Yeah. Or Pittsburgh. All right. Does that make you feel better? Pittsburgh? No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, who else at the top? Toronto? I'm not sure if that locker room could, could handle a banner game. Yeah, you're right. That's probably I'm true. Not, I'm not. Winnipeg. I don't, in that market, that. Too much. You're right. Yeah, that's. Winnipeg. He's going to go to Winnipeg or Calgary. So he'll stay in, he'll go to Canada. Be a Canadian. I don't think he can go back to Winnipeg. Pretty sure that bridge was burned. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where he started. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, stay tuned for more on the Evander Kane saga. Uh. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. So that, that's kind of it. Um, we'll be back next week. Updated show. Talk about stuff. Um, if the wings go go over on this home and home with Buffalo, <laughs> there will be yelling. There will be yelling. Yeah. There there will be unhappiness. So much unhappiness. Yes. Is that Katie Perry? Oh, what what is? I just look at my TV and I I. I mean, it's Katy Perry, so it's fine. <laughs> is it? God, this is the best Katy Perry's looked in. Like, I mean, it's Katy, like, but you know, I expect this. In, I the last time I looked up at it, it was a football game, and now it's Katy again, again. 
yes, okay she, with it. <laughs> she's debuting, de- debuting her newest music video. Oh, okay. At the halftime of the game. Yes, this was one of the big draws. And I see why. Yeah. Yep, that's draw. Okay. All right. So Walt's going to go watch this. I'm going to go watch the second half. And yeah. we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So with that, I'm Walt. I'm Thomas. We are out. <laughs>